Good morning, Mac. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Absolutely fantastic. So I got to ask you, you, you growing up with the violin, are we going to have a Lizzo moment where you're going to pull that violin out and you're going to put that in your performance? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I am so out of practice. It's not even funny. <laughs> um, I haven't picked up a violin since I was probably in the eighth grade. Wow. Was it because you were listening to music inside your heart? Is that what drew you to something like the violin? Um, I I can't. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I know I was always a fan of music. Yep. So I grew up in a church. You know, I'm I'm down south. Grew up in the church in a Baptist church. Sang in the choir. My mom sang. My sister. My brother. You know. And so music has always been a part of my life. But I actually went to a um, fine art school coming up. So I was introduced to you know, quite a few instruments and quite a few, you know, um, different areas in the arts. And I don't know, it was just something about the violin specifically that resonated with me. And I just fell in love. I, I would love to know that moment of going, being in church, singing with the choir, a Southern Baptist church of all things. And then you go to a fine arts school because I mean, you're used to just getting into that song, you know, putting your soul into yeah. it. And then all of a sudden you go to the yeah. school and they, back it down, back it down, Mac, back it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so that was, that was, that was really tough for me, but you know, um, we, we made it through. I live in the South. Little Rock, Arkansas has some history. And I'll tell you what, I love the fact that you are there. I currently live there now. I'm, I grew up in Wrightsville, Arkansas. But to be in Arkansas, though, I mean, my, my God, I mean, that's Southern soil, dude. I mean, that, that, I mean, there's something in the, in the soil in this part of the world. Oh, no, most definitely, man. It's, it's, a, it's a richness that's here. Um, but just like in every other space of existence, there's a, a sense of duality that's there. There's a lot of beautiful moments, but there are a lot of very, very dark skeletons in the closet that, that occurred in the South. But, you know, I, I guess that's just life in general. Mm -hmm. What does music do for you when you see it come to life in the eyes of those that have watched you? Mm, that is a beautiful question. Um, I think I think that l music itself yeah. is a universal language. And even when you don't necessarily understand the verbiage, the emotion, the the feeling that's there, it still brings a sense of peace to whoever is in the room or whoever's listening. Um, I like to always say that musicians and, and uh, singers, you know, like we're superheroes because <laughs> even even when, even when, like it, it can evoke emotion, whatever emotion it is, it can make you cry, it can make you happy, it can bring you an immense amount of joy and having the ability to do that, like, um, I feel like I was really blessed because that's a powerful gift to have. Like I can literally change the atmosphere in a room and you know, so I'm, I'm forever grateful for that gift. I've always believed that musicians are either birds from a past life or they're going to, or they're going to become birds because the music is nonstop. And, and it's, and it's like everyday jazz when you sit down and talk with a musician and, or watch them bring music to life. Yeah, you know what's so funny that you said that? Um, <laughs> so as a kid, 
I used to go out early, early morning. So I grew up in the country. Mm-hmm. So you wake up early morning, there's birds all over the ground. It's, they're all over the trees. And maybe five o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, like the birds are already up chirping. And they're <laughs> talking to each other, right? And so I actually used to mimic them, like, because I can whistle really, literally the exact same way that I can sing with all the riffs and runs and all the rest of it. I can do that whistle. Wow. And so I used to go out when I was a kid. I still do it now. And um, I would just mimic the birds. Like, and it would be so funny because it can be so many of them and one particular one, you know, may stand out to me and I would I would mimic it. Yeah. And then you would hear all of the rest of them like stop and like and it's like where's that coming from almost you know what i mean so it was always funny oh i, I love it because I, I believe that birds create a relationship with it with the humans that are stuck in this in this you know built home and they're going you got to come out here more often man there's there's a lot more life out here inside this forest Oh, yeah, for sure. I love it. I love the outdoors. Yeah, yeah. So to make that move to Los Angeles, I mean, you could have gone to Nashville. You could have gone to, to even up in Detroit or even, you know, and you could have, could have gone to Atlanta. What what was the move to Los Angeles? Um, Actually, um, I did move to Atlanta. And you I was did. there for, um, yeah, for three, almost four months. But the energy, I'm a very energy uh, oriented person, a frequency oriented person. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very sensitive to my environment. Right. Um, and it just, I don't know, like the energy that was there, just, it didn't move me. Mm-hmm. Like it was some cool things that were happening. I met some people, I did a couple gigs, you know, but it just didn't feel like home. Yeah. And so, um, I spoke with one of my aunts, which um, <clears throat> my father grew up in in LA. And so um, a few of my aunts, cousins and all the rest of it, like they still live there in LA. And uh, I called my aunt one day and I'm just like, auntie, listen, um, I know you said whenever I'm ready. Uh, so I think I'm ready. And she was like, baby, I don't have much. I got a couch for you. And I said, that's all I need. And so I moved out to LA, I slept on our couch for almost a year and and did what I needed to do and everything changed from there. See, I love that story because even Kevin Hart says he's the, 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 he can't count how many nights he spent on a sofa before he, you know somebody discovered that he was really a darn funny guy. But the, you know, living on yeah. that sofa was so important to Kevin Hart. Yeah, absolutely. It builds character, yeah. you know? Um, because uh and and I'm uh, don't quote me here but I I watched an interview with um I watched an interview with Steve Harvey mm-hmm. and he he essentially said that the reason that most people don't make it is because they're afraid of living in that that dark space mm-hmm. before or or kind of like going through that dark tunnel before they can get to the other side with the light you know what I mean and so it's like what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice in order to achieve everything that you ever dreamed of? You know what I mean? I and and most and most people don't do that out of fear, you know? And they like they say, like everything that you've ever dreamed of is on the other side of fear. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't know what the world would be like if we didn't have Steve Harvey or even Jennifer Hudson, because both of these entertainers bring their soul to the realness of the world. 
Yes, most definitely. Most definitely, I agree. So do you find yourself in that kind of a position, too? Because your personal experiences are what could change somebody else's life out here when, when you're not singing. It could be just your regular speaking voice, Mac. Yeah. Um, hmm. I will say that music is kind of the gateway mm-hmm. or it was the gateway to open the doors for me able to speak to people. But while I'm there, my, my experiences of this existence are the real reason why I'm, why I'm there. Um, I like to always give this analogy, like life is like a body of water, right? Yeah. And I'm the pebble. And when I, when I'm launched into that water, I create a ripple. And then another ripple, and then another ripple, and it, and it goes so forth and so on. You know what I mean? But if I never take that first leap, then the ripple that came ten times after will never occur because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? And this existence, this human existence, I believe that the purpose of this existence is not even for us, yeah, yeah. right? I feel like everything that we do in life is to help somebody else. Wow. We must be on the same page here because you, you talk about being that pebble in the water that creates the ripple. My, my theory is when I see somebody take a rock from the water, I go, you just interrupted that story because that rock wanted to be there. It wanted to create a wave so it would affect other people. We must have read the same exact book, dude. Honestly, I never read that in a book. That was just my, that lit, I don't know. I just came to that understanding. Um, one of the things that I loved about being in LA that I was I was introduced to so many different uh, genres of people, yeah. you know? And so during that journey of my life, I was able to kind of free my soul in a sense, you know? Um, and I just came to that philosophy because I, I was just like, you know, we are all affected by our neighbor, even if it's indirectly. You know, and so I figured if I'm going to be the reason uh, or uh, if I'm going to have some effect on my neighbor, then why not it be like the most positive effect that I could give? You know what I mean? So one of my favorite things about Los Angeles are the diners, because it seems like every creative person on the planet will stop by a diner just to have lunch or a late night dinner. And you go in there just to people watch. You know, and it's it's like, oh my God, everybody's got a story. <laughs> hey, that's so funny. I used to go to I, I lived on I lived right off Hollywood Boulevard oh my God. Uh, for for maybe maybe a year and a half, almost two years, right? And there was this hotel, right? I can't even remember the name of it. Um, but it was a hotel that was like right off of the boulevard, but there was a diner right inside of there and I used to go get <laughs> I used to I used to late night because it was open like like early morning like it would be open to three or four o'clock in the morning so if I was having like one of those creative binges and I just couldn't sleep I would get up and at two o'clock in the morning and walk to the diner and go have truffle fries <laughs> and listen and listen to music but the I had these big headphones on and the whole time that I had had them on like I would just like you said I would just be in there people watching and just because you see some of the most interesting people at two o'clock in the morning now oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah so you so you're absolutely right that's exactly what I used to do but I, I did I also did that on a train right um 
and just just study the existence. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And so uh, being a writer, you know, not only for music, but I plan to uh, actually um, script write, you know, one day. Um, and so I pay it, I pay attention. I've always paid attention to the small nuances of existence because those small things are what make humans humans, yep. you know, yep. like you can look on the outside and see the surface of the things that are going on. But like those minute details of existence are what make it beautiful. Wow. You know, I, I, I really want to have this uh, a deep conversation with you in the way that when you're writing those scripts, because my past two books, I actually put two albums together while writing the books because the music doesn't go away. And I would be very interested to find out if you're the same way that when you're trying to create a story, this music is just still playing inside your heart. Oh, no, for sure. For sure. Actually, one of the ways that I communicate with my my closest friends or loved ones, like if I can't find the words to physically tell them how I feel, I find a song and yep. send it to them. Yep. 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 Wow. Man, we got to talk about how your relationship with your father in that R&B club, that in itself is a story. That right there is a nine part series on Hulu. Oh man, yeah, it was definitely crazy. Um, but I can honestly say that my father created this space for me. Yeah. Right? Um I remember, you know, like uh I'm sure you heard the story, but my, my father was incarcerated yes. for the majority of my my younger childhood yes. from the age of maybe six to going on fourteen. So a significant gap, you know what I mean? But when he was released, one thing that my father always used to tell me is like, son, listen, either you're going to do it or somebody else is going to oh, do it. Cool. But if somebody else does, but if somebody else does it, then you, you kind of SOL, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so he just kind of threw me, threw me up on the stage. Cause he was like, man, listen, I know it's scary. I know, you know, this is something new, but if this something, but if this is something that you truly want to do, if it's truly in your heart, like you won't be able to rest until you get it done. Yep. 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 See, that's why I think it would be a great series because I mean, that's the kind of growth that people like. We like to cheer on that person that somebody else has seen the vision and now they've got to live, yeah. live it out. I just, I love stories like that. Yeah, yeah, man. It was it's it's definitely a beautiful story. Um it's going to be a part of uh I'm I'm sure that I'll write a a tell a tell all book or a tell all series one day, man, cuz <laughs> if people actually if people actually knew the types of trauma and things that went on in my life, they literally wonder how I'm still here. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you think about that a lot? Because there are many times I should I, I shouldn't be here, but for some stinking reason, God just kept pulling me back into the, into the game. Um, I used to, I used to think about it, but then I then I I understood like just like how we spoke earlier about the duality, mm -hmm. like. I wouldn't be the person that I am now. I couldn't talk to people in the manner in which I do now. I couldn't spread love the way that I do now if I hadn't experienced the other side of it. You're so right about that because I, I've talked with other performers on The Voice and you know they're, they're saying, oh man, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting tired of, of being almost 30 years old. I said, man, life is just beginning for you, man. At 30, you're just yeah. getting started because you had to have your teens and your 20s to get into the 30s. Now you get to play. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Unfortunately, a lot of people, not just musicians and artists, um, they get stuck in this understanding of time, yep. right? Um, Cause it's realistically it's non-existent, but we won't we won't get into that today. That's a whole nother rabbit. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But um, time frames like they don't exist, you know. Uh, and a lot of people stress themselves out because they think like, oh well, I should have done this by this age or by this age I should have done this. No, everything is divine timing. It's God's timing, yep. and exactly at the very moment when it's supposed to happen. It's going to happen, right? But during that time while you're waiting, just enjoy the journey. Because if you learn to fall in love with the journey, then the destination becomes that much sweeter. Like you can thoroughly enjoy the destination that much because during the journey is where you get your you get your calluses, you get your scabs, you get, you know what I'm saying? Like that's where your skin toughens, you know, <laughs> so that once you make it to the destination, like you can deal with what's there. Yep, yep. Mac, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Oh, man, I thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? Thank you. Thank you for sure. You too.